Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Arthur G. Doty, a Dominion activist, once said, "Of all our national assets, archives are the most precious." they are the gift of one generation to another and the extent of our care of them marks the extent of our civilization today i have ruturaj parekh with us on audio gan ruturaj is an architect and a partner at matter an architecture design and content firm based in goa he has been involved in architecture urban design planning curatorial and social projects Ruturaj regularly writes about contemporary works and ideas on architecture relevant to India and its subcontinent. I stumbled upon him when I visited an architecture conference called Frame Conclave this year, actually 2019. Uh Ruturaj uh, designs and writes from Goa. So, yeah, thank you Ruturaj for giving your time and it's a real honor to have you on audio again. Thanks, thanks Hida. So I've kept the name as uh, the topic of uh, today as think matter with Ruturaj and uh, it's mainly to understand your thought process behind archiving and also to understand what matter does and how is it helping uh, uh, fellow designers fellow architects and also the younger generation sure. so to set the context if you can start by just telling us what is matter and like bunch of other things which you're doing under it uh mainly the studio matter part of it and also the think matter part of it and also some bits of the merit list the short list and other place things i mean this is just to set the context and then we'll deep dive into archiving as a concept sure so um when we set up matter in 2014 uh it was more uh of a reaction to what we had witnessed closely in the discipline of design publishing across india so we did not want to create this commercially driven bohemoth we um like your podcast we realize that smaller individual driven efforts of production of publishing are in the longer run more effective than <clears throat> this sort of large um out of control kind of commercial establishment so uh that's where matter originated and initially it wasn't a design practice it was only a publishing practice and slowly as we started getting more work i got more and more interested in doing architecture as well so the architecture design and publishing the three sort of core parts of matter the architecture part sort of followed the publishing part uh, we were always books were always our first love uh, and architecture books more so but as we um, um started working on think matter the portal we realized that um, um the the landscape of uh, you know uh, uh critical thinking about architecture in india is is fairly absent hmm. and very few people in silos are trying to do something we also do not have a culture traditionally in india of critical um you know critical analysis, review critical yeah. analysis uh, we don't have a culture of criticism in in design in india so that's what we wanted to kind of address and in our own way we wanted to create a world in which we could also reflect on what's happening um 
in and around us so that's what uh, where matter began and as we uh, started taking up more design work our publishing practice grew but it was founded in this three to four critical ideas the first was we wanted a open accessible free online resource especially for students so think matter was that we wanted to create a responsible you know sharp critical review of projects in india not not another award and that's how the merit list uh, was born we also wanted to create a very good high quality professional journal and inside was is that um inside has also slowly moved into the digital realm but still it's it, it is a biannual journal and lastly uh, with the frame conclave we wanted to close this loop and create a you know biennial kind of an event where we can bring together a, a you know like minded people let's say to have a dialogue on uh concerns of contemporary architecture in india so the first one which discussed modern heritage looked at the history of architecture in india especially post independence history of architecture in india and um we we kind of um want to also create frame as a platform for people to have uh, difficult discussions uh, not just discussions where everybody presents their work and pats each other's backs but but more which which kind of have a greater churning and greater uh, confrontational you know we we must have more platforms in india which are which can confront the uh, the difficult questions that are are uh, posed to our profession in general mm-hmm. so that's what frame hopefully will become so, th- so that's pretty much our universe apart from many small uh, initiatives in publication in curatorial initiatives that we are involved in these are kind of our four critical ideas that mm-hmm. we are working on as matter and as a design practice uh, um it's um uh, an architectural practice but because uh unfortunately since we were in publishing first and then so it is all the more difficult for us to create you know to match our own benchmarks um ideas i mean the standards that we judge the world by let's say as a as a, a curatorial practice we would hope that our work also matches those standards which is what the big conundrum is right now you know which is the difficult part Hmm. but yeah that, that's the background for matter hmm hmm and the over obviously there are lot more questions which can be asked on uh, practices and the kind of work you're doing hmm. but uh, this conversation i wanted to generally sure. focus more on archiving because that's the first line which you see yeah. and which is also what i'm trying to do through audio gan is yeah. archiving thoughts and archiving yeah. or documenting some of the uh, important people right so uh, why do you think archiving or documentation is important or required especially in independent india see uh, you know when sept set up its archives um uh, uh, let me take it a little be- sure. uh, behind uh, when i was sort of moving out of uh, a role at uh, indian architecture and builder uh, charles korea was at that time putting together um his archive and uh, these drawings were supposed to go to riba and it it's it was quite unfortunate because Korea's entire over and his entire thinking and his foundational sort of ideas are all here very much unfortunately the hard copies are somewhere in in RIBA 
but there is a reason for that you know we do not have a culture of preserving really anything hmm. uh, now lot gets preserved by chance because we 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 are also a civilization that produces a lot of culture but uh, especially in architecture um since um, a lot of formal practices were set up after independence we do not till set up set kind of uh, put to put a sort of uh, uh, put an agenda around the sept archives uh, jj was the only place and doshi's office vastushilp had which had some way of cataloging and archiving hmm. there must be other places but they were not they were kind of out of public view so if an architect like korea has to um um put all his work somewhere there is there is really nothing hmm. now but uh, sorry uh, sorry uh, twitter but these practices were individual proactive efforts or mainly driven by say nehru or these kind of people uh, which which practices it refers to the archiving as a concept like well, well, for example they, they, so uh, uh, if you uh, think about nehru himself he was very interested in this idea he did set up the national archives he was instrumental in um uh, you know approving you know pushing funding for the academies uh, so that they can create their own libraries and all um the entire interest in science and all came from him but somehow um uh, architecture and especially post independence practices in architecture you know, the iconic ones um where fail i mean we also it we are culturally different you know hmm. i can imagine a um a swiss studio or a french studio kind of you know uh, treating every tracing that they produce with gloves and putting them in in you know nicely catalog boxes temperature controlled yeah, <laughs> temperature controlled boxes we don't have that culture we we throw sheets on the ground so we don't even i mean lot of these practices um uh, uh, mrs somaya brinda somaya tried a lot to archive uh, pravina mehta's and hema sankalya's work with difficult task because when they also shut down their practice korea at least had rbi where the things can go but these practices no where i mean hmm. kamu ayer also uh, you know so the, a lot of these old practices um, they don't have anywhere to send this work um now sept is there they are trying to put together a better version of uh let's say a professional archive but um but for us more than the physical stuff it was the ideas which were important hmm. the physical stuff of we would love to do it at some point but right now we don't have the either the space or the bandwidth or the budget to do it so what we wanted to do with matter is to um take a thin slice through time and observe the cross section through what are the prevalent ideas you know what are the ideas in the forefront of our profession right now who are these people who are in um in this moment being able to frame those ideas so there are uh, there are many good practices we thought will influence you know the next generation the generation to come what happens to their ideas now of course we uh, again th- we are in, in in an extremely other ec- you know we are, we are now in a place which is completely on the other extreme where there's a strange kind of this media boom but most of it is fairly touching the surface you know it's all superficial and so our um, um thought process was that if we as matter not only create a uh, good content and on contemporary architecture in ourselves but also create this little network with people like you or like rajesh who does architecture live or geeta and bridge who do landscape journal 
to create this little uh, sort of ecosystem uh, of people who are genuinely interested in content on architecture in india and also genuinely interested in the ideas that emergent ideas of our time so our our effort with matter was twofold one is to create this um, create and archive this original content put it in the public domain make it as accessible as possible so we have never really thought about monetizing and all that um the you know we we kind it we had tough time to actually fund a lot of models that we um uh, were thinking of luckily we had patronage from some organizations like uh, takshila and achana johnson and all but mostly these efforts were self uh, funded initially hmm. and this was the story with all good content initiatives across uh, no condenast is going to give write me a check any day so so in that case uh, i found other people like you who on their own steam um create very good content and uh, and our active effort was also to try and reach out to them to to kind of cross have some sort of cross pollination with yeah, yeah. collaboration with with people like that hmm. uh so uh, the, the the archiving idea slowly has now grown into this um, let's say this repository of contemporary ideas hmm. on architecture in india so i want matter to act as a repository of sorts um let's say uh, a 100 episode of your podcast uh, 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 a 1000 good buildings through merit list um about 2000 good lectures over 6 years stuff like that so p- putting together this this uh, this uh, uh packet hmm. which because now we have a great access to digital media can be easily disseminated across the world will probably be some kind of what what we said in the introduction you know some kind of legacy of sorts hmm. i think and ra- now we are at a at a critical time because the the sort of confusing initial times after um you know after the 90s and the liberalization and you know the money coming in and the big farmhouses that's gone that's gone yeah yeah that's we gone. are started <coughs> to like find that voice now yes. maybe yeah yes that and also the, the 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 noise is sort of you know the din is it it's very high in decibel so that's that's it it takes its own course or it's died down so what we are seeing now is that this younger practices which are emerging uh who are located in this idea of uh, trying to find meaningful work in india and trying to understand what our landscape is about what our people are about the economics and the social capital that we have in india and the incredible wealth of skills and knowledge that we have around so we are now getting more and more interested in this generation mm-hmm. which is kind of post liberalization generation who have seen this madness of having access to capital but kind of are trying to slow things down and locate themselves more firmly on the ground mm-hmm. hopefully um in another 5 to 6 years we will have a good enough uh, knowledge base or data to then start making critical observations of this time mm-hmm. so that that's the whole agenda mm-hmm. in in some way mm-hmm. to add, to add to that uh, like uh, i given one talk at uh, pune design festival mm. and i started off with the slide which was actually uh, a screenshot of the the series called abstract on netflix mm, and their yeah. paula sha was just showing her drawings yeah. and the, there was like a almost like a big gallery of just stacked boxes you know surprised to know it's all her life's work mm. right so that's where i started ki look at 
like Paula Sher, one of the important graphic designers of our time, mm. and look at the content of archived work she has done. Yeah, and so, there is a greater interest, you know, uh, uh, from coming from abroad. But that interest is, I, I wouldn't put too much sort of emphasis on it because mm. that's more sort of this fascination to the exotic new land mm. that everybody has found, and then every, all the big museums are going to. That's not really, but but you know, just to have a, a to ascribe some value to our own culture uh, of of architecture in India, and that we somehow don't have. We keep celebrating people like Korea, and and of course there is there are reasons for that. But you know, like people like Kamu Iyer, so essential to the city. You know, so such brilliant, um, you know, practice, uh, years of work, consistent, good quality, grounded work. Now, what happens to uh, the work of somebody like Kamuayer, or what happens to his ideas? And uh, that I think um, so. So this secondary layer, or this this kind of generation, which uh, which Binda Soma calls the bridge generation, which spans the masters to the post-liberalization practices. You know, if even for them, people like uh, CNT Prem Chanda workers' practice, there is a there is a immense value in evaluating how much culturally they have produced mm. in the silent times you know the times of emergency the times of the dark times before uh, um you know before the 90s uh, uh, not socially you know difficult economically impossible times and they were able to produce quality work silently uh, without any great um you know without propaganda uh, about, about it, propaganda about it. hardly any awards then you know hardly the one or two magazines kind of reporting from some bunker somewhere you know maybe a plus d was there inb was around um i imagine there was a nice beautiful magazine called so ram uh, rehman house has this boxes of uh, um mid uh, you know about 80s uh, 70s and 80s early 90s design magazines hmm. and there's the there's one which was just title design yeah. and he and showed few of them at the conclave he, yeah. he did brilliant stuff and yeah. it, so these these things are there i mean very much yeah. when um, um they did the state of architecture this vitrine of this this select books but you can also look at how little was produced as content you know in that time so even that's an interesting time you know which uh, um which is which is which kind we kind of skipped Mm. we went from chakoria doshi rival uh, kanvinde even kanvinde's work i mean what a herculean task that tanuja and sanjay have done to put together in that book because it's simply going to be lost you know and now you are seeing these monographs coming out people like hasmuk patel people like yeah uh, uh, you know fantastic what a book, book yeah. that that thing is and uh, there is another one which is um, anant raj's book and the one that shubhra has done and then when you look at this work and you think that where the hell were these drawings you know all this time mm. and and that that kind of creates uh, th- this big question you know that we have to really and we are losing time in that we have to kind of reconcile the, the 20 25 years that have passed between the let's say uh, 60s and the 90s where there were other practices there were of course the celebrated practices doing their work but there were a lot of other practices there was great work being produced in bangalore in chennai very silently and in very very frugal very extremely uh, dignified way which is also something that now we are getting more and more that that was the reflection from frame i think okay. more, more so yeah. yeah so i may be like wrong but we have celebrated 
से हम्पीज आर्किटेक्चर खजुराज एंड ताजमहल एंड देन डायरेक्टली वी हैव नाउ इनटू आई डोंट नो वेदर आई शुड यूज बट या डायरेक्टली लोधाज एंड हिरानंदानीज बट वी हैव दैट इन बिटवीन पीरियड आल्सो व्हिच नीड्स टू बी रिफ्लेक्टेड एंड व्हिच इज एक्चुअली व्हिच इज एक्चुअली अ पीरियड ऑफ अ ग्रेट अमाउंट ऑफ क्रिटिकल थॉट ऑन व्हाट इज अप्रोप्रिएट फॉर अ कंट्री लाइक अस यू नो बिकॉज़ now everything has kind of moved in private domain if you see um, magazines what what they publish now airports and farmhouses and you know some uh, chic corner of some restaurant somewhere so all of it is kind of privately funded privately um, sort of private and controlled domains uh, you know even the land on which the, uh, it, it, it's it's basically everything behind the walls and also monotonous because yeah. i i just recently been to jaipur and I could see some of the buildings which were really new, hmm. but they tried to maintain the old style. So I don't know where <laughs> yeah, these are coming from. Yeah, cartoonish. This is cartoonish yeah. versions of. Yeah. yeah. So it's that that is something else. I mean, that is all confusing. But hmm. even the good stuff. Hmm. I mean, the good. How many people are? Imagine uh, uh, the Jawahar Kala Kendra, for example, or imagine the, um, But, you know, the Asian Games Village, yeah. uh, or. any 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 good building i am bangalore kala kendra in goa the yeah. kala academy in goa all these buildings were public buildings they were accessible uh, even even the campuses of the iams um uh, were fairly public hmm. they were easy to access uh, and uh, even sept has built these walls around them now and now you need an access card to go in so so fundamentally everything has moved into a, the private domain and more so in the last 10 years hmm. So yeah I did one in, like uh, the 100th episode I did with uh, Balkrishna Doshi Yeah I was yeah. listening to it today Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah they have become now more exclusive than the inclusive overall philosophy else And and that's the problem with uh, 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 with uh, really everything hmm. So so somehow these models of this this podcasting or or um what we are also trying to do we want to make it more Access- public accessible. more accessible and that is the only way we can kind of uh, have a have an have a strong argument against the the bizarre madness of what's happening even in the media landscape you know uh, i mean look at the trade shows and all that they they are uh, you know they are vulgar to 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 me i mean it's, it's just impossible to imagine in a country like ours we can throw that much money towards something which which could just it, it just doesn't make sense to us so in that way also i, I think uh, our effort is to also keep things which is which are more grounded and to talk to people who think in our way which is the this is the part which is rather difficult okay, okay. in fact i've been struggling and i'm not like a subject expert but uh, after doshi sir's uh, mm. interview uh, wherever i go and i see like a light in the day Hmm. i generally reflect back ki yeah. why is it why can't we have like just a just, day, day just the sunlight yeah. right? because too much his, to ask yeah his office in sangat was just he sitting there and he saying was today i can tell you the where the sun is exactly <laughs> even though there's concrete on our top so yeah. it was so beautiful and then these are small elements which keep adding and then sensitive people to to think and reflect yeah, back yeah we on. are just yeah, yeah. we we have been reduced to uh, uh, you know some kind of auditors of floor space yeah. uh, in in the last 10 years yeah mm-hmm. that's the pity yeah so going back to one of the points which you mentioned which you are trying to take a thin slice of what uh, uh, <laughs> where the cross section is and then mm-hmm. trying to make sense out of it or 
reconcile certain things yes. so on that note uh, i wanted to understand again as a layman and not as a subject expert i see two or three moments which i have consumed so far so there was a bahas moment which probably somehow translated into the chandigarh uh, project mm. uh, then mm. i know one more which is the minimalism type moment right yeah. so uh, are there any such instances which you have found out that there were like clearly big milestones in way architecture was built and in then the, and then uh, uh, with those few examples if you can tell us that how do you then uh, uh, how do you then decide what to archive Mm. Oh, right okay. because because there's so much noise and yeah, as yeah. you mentioned the the noise which is above the decibel level is obviously not in the not in the radar itself right yeah, so it's yeah, out yeah, it's so out. within the radar you have still noise and the signal mm. so how do you decide that this is a signal which needs to be archived yeah no that's a very tough call so um the the problem right now is that um we have just come we are kind of on the other end of the very confusing 15 years that we saw after the economic liberal after really the capital came in rushing you know uh, so uh, generally there is a lot of confusion okay so so the the movements and the styles were also a reflection of the larger societal agenda hmm. uh, i feel you know the the bahos movement for example was in in some way rooted in this idea that industrial production will answer the needs for the future or um, or mass production in some way so the the idea of simplicity and frugality and cleanliness and, and things like that um well at at some point we realize that um one of the difficult and uh, and overarching agendas is to build appropriately so i won't use the word sustainability hmm. because it's kind of yeah, thrown around yeah that was another yeah, yeah, word which is thrown around, around a lot yeah. and 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 there are all sorts of gray areas in the way people practice uh, this thing they call sustainability but in eco, some way eco friendly, eco -friendly and <laughs> yeah no 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 there are a lot of uh, lot of fundamental questions there which re have remained unanswered in the last 15 years nonetheless and, and there are many practices genuinely founded in this idea the idea is not a vertical it's not like i can create a practice i mean this is my thought out of this is an observation from recent years is that you cannot really create a sus practice around sustainability it can't say that every building i design is going to be sustainable and and there is a way of doing it no it, i don't think so i mean that's that's a, if if somebody is claiming that you have to reexamine the claim nonetheless um there is an there is in silos a genuine attempt to find what is appropriate and this this attempt to find what is appropriate not just for the poor not just for the for the sake of the world or not just for the charity of it uh, it is also what is appropriate as 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 a consumptive practice you know because design was always consumed as well hmm. i mean you can see uh, look at kanchanjunga they are uh, you know high end condos but look at look look at what it does you know it it does not it, it's it's kind of built right next to um uh fortunately or unfortunately ambani's house so you can you have a direct comparison for a city of what uh, the architecture at some point aspired to do even for the rich uh, and what the rich do now you know look at the ugly um, uh, <laughs> expression of that uh, you know that that pointless capital that floats around so um, and it's that's a single family home you know we have to keep reminding ourselves so in that sense 
um if you if you understand um um that um you know there there, there is uh, at all levels in in all kinds of uh, programmatic situations there is a genuine search for what could be appropriate and uh, what could be termed as an appropriate response especially for a country like ours in this time where you know what no matter what you say uh, there are children dying hungry every day so 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 then uh, you know it it just um, but i we have started to realize this this over reaching sustainability agenda is kind of people have moved on from there and there are certain practices in a very pragmatic research oriented genuine way are looking at appropriate models both of practice and of building hmm. and uh, uh by terming this word by by kind of emphasizing if, if this on this word appropriate i also mean that these practices designed for the rich it's not that uh, you can't build an exclusive thing and not think because and at at every age we need to create these sort of um you know aesthetic uh examples of architecture you know that's what keeps us going really um, and so we cannot always negate that in the interest of the uh, greater good nonetheless um there are large questions in that you know so if you look at the practice of somebody like bijoy jain who has been um who which is a contemporary practice let's say one of the very uh, known ones internationally uh, apart from that architecture being very exclusive in its own sense but there there are also very critical questions there so recently he designed one one uh, um you know uh, one studio in uttarakhand um and and if you actually look at the architecture of that studio you realize the agenda that that goes beyond the practice so i'm not saying that's sustainable or that's appropriate but i'm just the saying the one that with the roof Uh, the stone roofs which mm-hmm. kind of it kind of hugs the site yeah, yeah, yeah. in some meritless right uh yeah yeah it, yes, it, it, yes. so so um uh, also i i think one of our learnings from since you mentioned meritless is from this reiterative juries of the meritless is that that uh, almost all the projects that have been selected by the jury many of them are in private domain many of them are expensive projects great detailing beautiful use of material but the big question was that what across all juries is that what is the challenge of the project and i think that uh, so if you look at the landscape of contemporary architecture in india currently the signal to us is that the few practices are reacting to this idea of one what is an appropriate way of doing a practice and of building in india and two what are the new tools to do that so we are not just romanticizing mud because i mean you it has clearly has limitations you know you can't really move on so you have to move on from that 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 real that kind of visual uh, you know simple, yeah, uh, romantic idea of uh, what is appropriate to really what is you know so if i'm i'm kind of uh, trying to do a a, a very uh, expensive let's say uh, real estate in bandra kula complex how do i then apply any of it so i i i kind of creating a niche for myself great but of hardly any impact mm-hmm. um uh, because the bkc is still to be built so so in in some way uh, we are also looking at the practice who can mainstream ideas and i think and that's the signal i have right now so there are certain people in our view whom we keep going to whom we cover extensively in our work as the journal you know 
whom we would like to 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 sort of have longer drawn um, conversations in greater depth with are the people who are able to articulate this question of what what's going to be appropriate to uh, okay. as an as an architecture of india in let's say the two next two de- decades to come okay. one example is obviously samip padora's uh, samip yeah samip is li- library yeah. right so yeah. it 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 has that romantic uh, old traditional uh, yeah. uh, nomenclature of being sustainable but it's 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 still completely it's some, it's, it's quite avant-garde i mean it's yeah. quite contemporary it's 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 a it's a great example and his practice is a good example also because it's it's rooted in in research in some way but it's not kind of research of that that academic type you know it's an applied research of sorts so it has agility mm. so he he can he can deploy his ideas very quickly some work some don't and we also know what don't and um, and everything can be kind of analyzed and his his work is also out there you know it's accessible mm. uh by everyone accessible. I, he I is accessible a, as a person yeah. but his work is also accessible i mean is it's accessible to students because the ideas are not uh you know kind of coated in this layers of intention uh he just does it okay. and then when it's out there um, it's visible yeah so yeah so that's a that's a good example of of a practice correct correct yeah, like that yeah so i mean uh, so to summarize what i understand is like being a curator or being at least a a medium you need to strongly reflect back on the thoughts and processes and ideologies of some legends and then uh not people who are practicing today not really mimicking that thought for the sake of it but really understanding the thought process and then yeah. making it appropriate yeah, very and then important. building yeah yeah. yeah yeah you have to find a, a continuity of sorts correct correct in in a way that you don't make a caricature version of history but you also don't completely dissociate from it that's the problem of mm. what 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 we have right now yeah the closest example i i also do sometimes musicians ka interview the closest example is uh, puladesh pandey mm. and he he said that if you go and ask say balgandharva ki how do you decompose this rag and what is this based on then he would say i don't understand i just sing so Correct. that comes naturally yeah. and then so, but it's it's a study Correct. material for us in fact this two days before i did like uh, kabir never knew grammar but <laughs> yeah. his words were profound right Correct. so now we are doing phd on kabir say for example yeah so so you need to understand what the thought process was and then grammar and all those things are technical craft which you build over time yeah yeah that's a nice yeah that's a yeah. nice parallel <laughs> um yeah so what are your thoughts on like actually it naturally blends into the next mm. question so what are your thoughts on reflecting on your work and this is mainly because i've interviewed uh dilip prabhakar who's like a very <coughs> talented uh, marathi hindi uh, uh, actor right mm. um his uh response to the questions were more Uh, professional in nature they had certain different aspects to it different insights whereas if you if you say interview someone who's a nsd uh, pass out or a nsd teacher maybe mm-hmm. they will have a different so broadly when when you speak to an academician or a researcher mm-hmm. they reflect more on their work mm-hmm. while professionals tend to do that less unless they are very slow in their way Uh, but there is there is a, uh, so there is a, there, so let's say that there is some merit to slowness hmm. um so so um 
I feel that while uh, and and there is or then uh, they declare it in their biography after seventy <laughs> or eighty, right? But very few people <coughs> continuously blog what they do, mm-hmm. which I've been trying to do in my professional life as mm-hmm. well. But do you think so? So, what are your thoughts on reflecting uh, back on your work overall? So, so what is the nature, let's say, of a, a reflective practice? You know, that that's the larger question. I, I see for us when we started working as architects, because that work followed the publishing work. Hmm. It wasn't that I was doing buildings before I started publishing. So we had a critical filter uh, already. And that filter had become sharper over the years. Hmm. Now, the big problem happened is when we started doing work ourselves because uh, that was a free fall of sorts. Hmm. So while we could comment and analyze other people's work, we realized that by holding ourselves to that standard is, especially at the beginning of practice, is going to be fairly impossible because you don't have um uh, so so you have the theoretical framework let's say but you have never put your hand made, made your ha- in in the in the mud you know you don't you, have, you don't know what practice is like till you build and that is also a gray area for a lot of publishing in india because we we since we also are architects and we have projects and we build we also understand the immense difficulty of that task hmm. Uh, and the I- incredible logistical effort that goes on behind, you know, construction. So, uh, in some way, uh, it sobered us down a bit initially. And it was very difficult for me personally because I could not reconcile some of the things that I was doing myself hmm. as an architect. Uh, because we had judged people at with a very high standard, you know. Now, the same benchmark, if it starts applying to us, from the very first day that we set up our practice, it was fairly impossible. Mm. So, initially, uh, we made allowances, really. Mm. And in, in some way, we uh, we kind of um, uh, created this. Uh, but, but our content work enables us to, you know, get these frameworks in place quickly to analyze our own work, uh, you know, intelligently. Like, critically. Like the, uh, like correctly. Critically. Uh, critically, uh, critically yeah. also. And and for example, the juries of the merit list are for uh, are a great learning for us because in that room, the conversations that uh, the members of the jury have give us this this kind of uh, you know lo- this kind of sense of um, clarity mm. around our own work, uh, which is the great advantage and also a, a a bit of disadvantage because we we are we I'm always scared of making common mistakes that people make uh, early in practice. So for me, that that learning curve has been a bit difficult. Um, it's not that we have not made bad buildings; we have made enough bad buildings now, so that our buildings have started becoming <laughs> reasonably okay. Mm. Nonetheless, um, the 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 content the content practice feeds into the architecture practice, and that feeds back into the content practice quite. And now it since um, everyone in the office, so we don't have two separate offices. And everybody imagines us to be like there'll be editors here and there'll be architects. It's not like that. It's all a mess. Hmm. So everyone who works on a content project, somewhere or other, is interfaced with the architecture project, hmm. and vice versa. So everybody works on everything, and that um, has also not just us. That has also enabled people in the studio to grow themselves. Hmm. 
so we question ourselves more often uh, we um uh, are sometimes overtly self critical uh, and and that is not a good thing because you freeze in a project you know if it is not kind of um, checking against the benchmark that you have set for other people and suddenly it's yours you know and then you are trying to kind of look at looking at it as yourself uh it's it gets more and more difficult but what it helps is that it also helps us to pause and look back at what we have produced and and articulate um, learnings from it hmm. so in some way a part of the practice becomes applied research for the other part of the practice uh and um and therefore we are able to um write our projects better now uh and our process always starts with rearticulating the program and uh, we are also really working towards better systems to create models where we can also put our project out there for other people to uh criticize hmm. a culture that we don't have in india Right. So in, in uh, the, the the important next step for us is that before we go out then start criticizing everybody else's work we to thought that it will be yourself. important for us to put our work out, out there and let other people critically review it to create a better dialogue around uh, our practice so yeah so it's a yeah, it, it's it's a bit of um, uh, one thing feeds into another thing now and now Uh, about four years later, I have kind of made peace with the fact that not everything that we do hmm. is going to be as good as what Samip does. Hmm. You know, so, so it's it's a bit of so we we agree that Samip is a better architect. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so so sure. that's a uh, that's where we are. <laughs> mm. But still, we are uh, we are doing better projects now. Okay. I'm very sure okay. than where we started. Mm-hmm. Uh, buildings are much finer things mm-hmm. uh, than the crude things that we started with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, uh, I usually say this to like my juniors in my office uh, that the idea of putting out thoughts of your uh, work hmm. helps in two three ways, and I typically draw this parallel with Instagram, right? Hmm. So on Instagram, you put one photo; it yeah. could be any random photo, right? Uh, you get ten likes, hmm. and then. you automatically get that dopamine rush ki next time boss 20 likes aani hai so you do better work or you click a yeah, better yeah. photograph yeah, yeah. you put a nicer filter yeah. and do that right yeah. so that loop i'm yeah. just channelizing into a more positive thing this is yeah this is good for like some people no no those tools are great you uh-huh. know so to, same to... way like when you do some work uh-huh. you put it out also so that two aspects one is you put it out so people comment respond it helps you reflect back uh-huh. and you want more comments and more likes for the next work which you will do so yeah. you put in more effort there yeah. plus it also help happens to mm. get document so yeah. this it's a win win situation when you and there uh, are also you know as you go um there are also people who you start relating to uh, you know for me um there have been few teachers let's say um so there is um percy pitawala who was my dean at the school we are still in touch we still share our work with him and he can be quite brutal about it mm. so which is good uh then there's chaya uh nilkanth nilkanth chaya um whom we share with or work occasionally with um uh, joy ramachandran uh, we are good friends and i think his what he thinks about our projects is important to me so i kind of look forward to and and i work with dharmesh jadeja uh, the studio in oroville hmm. uh so he's uh, also uh, a a f- he he's basically i look at his work more as a compass of sorts you know whether 
we are going wow. off track of our practice or we are still like sort of in and and i have also sought consciously sought advice and from uh, people like brinda sumaya nandini who we meet quite often now so i can share more difficult parts of our work with them mm. so so there are friends who are who who we seek uh, critical review and advice of but but to be able to do that ourselves like you said mm. is, is is where uh, and we want to set up systems for that you know mm. uh, in in a way that it it can feed back into our own work mm. uh, that's the most rewarding part of matter in some way mm. to have this dual nature of practice where you are also publishing as well as authoring projects um that that one thing if starts feeding positively into the another, another hmm. it's a great place to be in okay. yeah uh i don't know like this like i think this conversation can be like infinite or whatever yeah, like, yeah, i i have all the time <laughs> i'm not, I'm uh, not no just to conclude here. this episode sure. uh, which also uh, is the nature of content which is getting produced so i believe classical work uh, has always been like a pull like people hmm. generally so i hunted sanjay mohe's uh, video and watched it in uh-huh, like first 45 yes. minutes uh, i just like yeah. during lunch or wherever i could get time i just watched yeah. it right but uh, that work i went to it mm. whereas say like a stand up comedian who's obviously doing a great job of critiquing the government or mm-hmm. whoever it is but it has a seedha push from a lot of people yeah. right so what are your thoughts uh, like how long do you think it will take people to understand the value of archiving and documentation and then that pull will eventually yeah. become push organically yeah so so it's a it's a question um so it's a uh, nice question because there are these two uh, kinds of flows there's this extremely fast pop kind of flow which is instagram and social media and just put it out there and let's see and uh, which which is um um Uh, the potential of which uh, very few people have actually been able to tap positively uh, busride is one of them ayas and guys guys are phenomenal. so there there there's a way in which they seek feedback and that 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 work that they put out i think is kind of a, a nudge towards seeking that feedback it's not random mm. it looks like as if they are dabbling but there is this another under layer which i think is consistent so you pull him up next time and ask him about this yeah. and uh, um Uh, but there there is this another one which is sort of the slow uh and um um uh, sort of undercurrent which is consistent long so there are these two kinds of bouts of um uh, you know one in which you just make something and send it out and then you have feedback you take it back make some quick changes send it out but the more foundational ideas you need a little more time and depth for mm. so um uh, going back to the question i think uh, um we are trying to do both um we know that we are good in the second part where things are slower and longer mm. and uh, uh, we have found an audience for that mm. like you uh, uh, you said you um you watched you listened to that whole or watched uh, some ways episode there are these long ones on matter which are which we think are uh, you know we were when we were in the room also we felt like you know let's get done with it now enough <laughs> but when we came back and edited the whole thing we realized the value of this because in some way this longer conversations have a better shelf life 
and this the, and that's the critical part because the, the instagram post is dated in a day while a book will stay for a long time you know so while the book uh, does it so th- i'm not saying i'm not dismissing the importance of the instagram post they are the they are the initial <coughs> atoms which which yeah. where you find the final organism correct right? correct so, yeah. i mean they, and, and also they are like test pieces you know you yeah. send something out then suddenly um, a lot of people like it and you think oh rubbish you know i made it so in some some way it is also like a you can do some small dark social experiments with mm. that kind of stuff on the other hand i think we are more interested in the shelf life of mm. an idea so uh, as matter we think that um, an idea can only have shelf life if it is deliberated enough and the deliberation takes time it cannot be done in an instagram post you know hmm. and the like is not the kind of feedback that really gives you any any indication of um you know whether what somebody's opinion about it so to have an intelligent conversation around work that must be enough data on the table right now we are interested in creating that data and a lot of people and a lot of times people uh, tell us that why don't you write a critical piece about architecture in india and why why can't we publish but there is time for that you know right now the observation itself is taking time but i feel that uh, just like this long podcast uh, hopefully will have a larger shelf life than um than anything which is out uh, which is put out there just to kind of test the public hmm. domain water you know hmm. um and and uh, initially we were also worried about this whole thing you know that design is a little uh muted our artworks are generally uh, there's no yeah, overall niche yeah. hai niche yeah. Hai. yeah it's it's a there is a consistent the uh, simplicity and uh, silence around things but now uh, so this this year we crossed uh, a landmark uh, Two hundred thousand unique visitors. Twenty hmm. nineteen. We just went through the data of last year. So we feel that if we have two hundred thousand as an audience, which is sizable, which is considering we are not really mainstream that way. Uh, the idea that these things will have greater shelf life is validated, hmm. you know, to a certain extent. And we we will never have thirty thousand. um you know like lights on users, uh, yeah, yeah. Huh. so we'll never be that we, we that's not our aspiration also but over a year a single post keeps accumulating visitors and we are also conscious of who are returning mm-hmm. how many return uh, readers are to a particular post and to certain posts there are too many so we we think that these things also have uh, sort of his recall solid value in it yeah recall so therefore i think it's it's in in that sense the archive uh, works hmm. um what it doesn't have right now is is a way of uh, um yeah, a cohesive let's say structure but i am not too uh, worried about that hmm. i think we are uh, we another 5 years and that structure will sort of automatically emerge and also we don't want to push our observations on or i or analysis on people hmm. we are just right now interested in putting our observations out there yeah. we are not uh, judging anything okay. we have no judgment to this work except for the fact that if it has made to our platform it goes through certain basic filters hmm. 
if it goes to certain basic filters you can consider it important enough for us personally and for certain audience of people to be critical about mm. or to have a discussion around and if that achieves if if we achieve that uh i think then we are somewhere mm. you know that's the whole plan mm-hmm. yeah actually same with me because uh, uh i tend to interview few, yeah. few people whom i may not resonate with yeah. so i've put a very basic filter that in in case of say music or arts mm. uh, basically mm. for music mainly mm. i would really like to have people who have more than 25 years of riyas <laughs> now that's a very objective straightforward one filter yeah. hmm. then it could be the musician could be extreme leftist or rightist i don't care yeah, right yeah. because in the, then the whole objective of gathering or documenting what is the other word for riyas the, the there is riyas and there is uh so there is ahat nada and anahat nada so huh. you you basically work No, uh, no. Riyas is reflective no, repetitive practice. Riyas is practice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but what is perform? performance? Performance. Then you so go out and is, perform. Huh, so what is that? Uh, what is the uh, word? Hindi for word. Uh, I, I don't okay. know. No, there is some very interesting. So, anyways, so basically, uh, 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 no, go on. I'm just. Ha, no, so that's that's the premise. In when uh, so the idea of documentation should be without judgment, as you mentioned. Hmm, hmm. It's it's just accumulating perspectives, right? Yeah. yeah. and and uh, the the thing is that you know for uh, i love podcasts mm. because um they are that kind of difficult medium mm. they are not easy to absorb you know like a fast food mm. content uh, yeah. that we have podcasts uh, and and a lot of people come uh, to me because because what happens is the content is good you know uh you can you should not allow dumb people to make money out of it you know that's something mm. that somebody had told me once that don't put content out there um for cheap hmm. put it for free because that's there's a lot of value in it hmm. uh but don't monetize it hmm. that way you know hmm. because if when you start talking to people in especially when they are in consulting and you know and and they kind of start you know that you have so many visitors let's kind of monetize it let's put a, a figure to it you know that i am not interested yeah. it's the important thing and there are of course models i'm i'm sure it's difficult for you to sustain it's difficult for us to sustain as well and and i'm sure in this particular kind of model that we have uh uh selected for ourselves we have set ourselves to this mm-hmm. difficult situation but only this will ha- um s- stay mm-hmm. i don't think Uh, no but it has to be a very conscious call because yes facebook is free forever for everyone mm-hmm. but there's a very dark side to it right <laughs> and no, no the, the the problem is that uh, uh the also the problem is that um um you must protect it from people who um will use it for that propaganda you know mm. so we we are very conscious about that fact we won't let anybody come close to our platforms so that they can promote themselves mm. this is this is very important to us okay. So if there people who are interested in a genuine conversation on their work mm. on architecture on larger issues that concern us we are happy to extend this effort to them mm-hmm. therefore frame and therefore everything mm-hmm. but we don't want somebody to 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 uh, go on the frame platform and start you know promoting their ideas yeah. and i think we have found people there in some way you know so we don't have we, we don't want to make stars out of people that's not the whole and i'm sure that's not your agenda as well it's yeah. is this intelligent conversation 
that we are really interested in correct correct yeah yeah cool i think uh, thanks kedar yeah yeah i mean i would really if we can have like another audio gan session uh, on some other topic generally to understand more bits about yeah, yeah, matters sure. philosophy yeah, yeah. but uh, for this one on i think uh, this is a good note to end this thanks mm. for giving your time it was really no, no, thanks it was very nice yeah. i was also a bit skeptical but yeah mm. no no now i know cool okay thanks okay, kedar thank you that's it and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use do rate us on itunes and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com till then bye hello it's been a great week on the ivm podcast network On this round is on me. Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda. They talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish thing, Anish welcomes ultra marathon runner Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner, and what it actually takes to run a full marathon. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Akash, and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions. On Think Fast, Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions and about the Indian sexual wellness market. And on Shuni One, Sheila Dutya is joined by Dinika Bhatia, CEO and founder of Nati Gritties. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcast.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on youtube.com/ivmpodcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week. Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, Kotak Privy League program and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thanks guys, without you this would not be possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from.